from St. Louis Public Radio. This is St. Louis on the Air. I'm Elaine Cha. If you Google images for the term robotics, you'll see pictures of, you guessed it, robots. AI-looking machines doing AI-looking things. And the first several related terms just below the search bar don't get to anything that's immediately people-centered until Suggestion 7, which is high school. For students at the all-girls Marion Middle School in St. Louis, robotics is not restricted to expensive machines post-junior high. In fact, the robotics team at Marion has been showing that in repeat championship style the last six years running. Here to talk with us about that team and what it's like to be part of maintaining a strong tradition of girls kicking STEM butt, we have Sierra Price, interim principal at Marion Middle School, Mark Viox, who is the coach of the Marion Middle School robotics team, and Katie Rodas Santizo, eighth grader and member of the winning Marion Middle School robotics team. Thanks to each of you for joining us today. Sierra, I'm sure you're very proud of Marion's robotics team. What does it mean to you as an educator to have your students be reigning champs? Well, thank you for that question. It gives me an enormous sense of pride to see young women believe in themselves in a field that is underrepresented by women and minority women as well. So we foster that and see them grow and continue to excel in that field and prove that women belong there and are coming in droves into that field. And when did Marion's team get its start? So the team's start predates my uh, time at Marion about 25. 15 or 2016 or so is when the team started to take uh, shape. And over the years, we've continuously refined what that looks like for programming to make it more robust. And now, as it stands, all of our sixth graders uh, attend robotics and get that initial exposure. And then seventh and eighth graders have the option to continue on, and that's when they would attend the Jamboree um, and compete. Mark, You're currently the coach of the Marion team. How long have you played that role? Since 2016 at Marion Middle School. Okay, so it's been some time. Mm -hmm. What made you decide that making robots with middle school girls would be a good way to put your engineering background to use? Well, I just kind of fell into it. Um, I followed uh, my late wife who... um, was very generous with her time in volunteering, and uh, we started working at um, a couple of middle schools um, on robotics initiatives uh, through what is uh, the Clavius Project here in St. Louis. So I was asked um, by the folks who were putting that together, because I'd recently retired at the time, to um, to work at a couple of middle schools and to coach and, and teach the robotics. Um, and again, that goes back to about 2016. Now, thanks to my son, when I hear robotics competition, I immediately envision battle bots trying to destroy each other. 
But that's not what's happening at the Clavicus Project Jamboree, correct? No, not at all. Um, So at the Jamboree um, for this year, the students will have a number of challenges which they will attempt to program their robots to complete. And so some of the challenges are pretty basic with some robot movements. Others are a little bit more complex where they're using the sensors to uh, tell the robot a little bit about its environment and to change its behavior based upon its environment. And then there are some more advanced, uh, even um, uh, challenges beyond that where they're they're, uh, collecting data and they're setting up um, uh, databases which the uh, robots will draw from and then report on those databases after they've completed their challenges. And is are both of those categories categories that Marion's team participates in? Yes, absolutely. So um, as Sierra had mentioned, the students start out in sixth grade taking, they all take robotics. And then um, the seventh grade level, they're able to advance through most of the concepts that uh, most of the capabilities that the robots have. And by eighth grade, they're, they're typically completing uh, the most difficult challenges for that jamboree. I would like to go to Mary in middle school. <laughs> now, Katie, I'd love to know what you're doing for this year's competition. Um, Principal Sarah, you had mentioned that they start competing seventh and, and then in eighth grade. When you talk with family and friends, Katie, about what you're doing, how have you explained what you're building and programming your robot to do? Um, there's various things we're doing. Um, the robot has like different functions like sensors to like see the distance of things, detect colors, and then it's just an amazing thing to do. Um, then when you test them out, it's just a great feeling you get when you see all the effort you put into it. Now you have in front of you, is this the robot? Yes. Okay. Can you describe, um, you know what what colors you've used and what elements you've used to put it together um yeah um this sensor over here is like a little square it detects the colors and all you got to do is like use a white paper use some uh, coloring tape and then you just got to program in your computer the blocks and then also measure like how much you got to go forward or turn around and that's how it works Okay, so just programming, yes. <laughs> which is much more complicated than, than that. How long have you been on the team? Have you, have you done this both 7th and 8th grade? Yeah, I started in 7th grade, and yeah. So why did you decide to, to join the team? Um, I found it a good opportunity to join, to try something new, and also because I found it a great way to learn a new skills that I know will help me in my future. Have you used any of those skills at home? Yeah, um, like measurements, mm-hmm. problem solving is really important. Yeah. And are there any engineers in your family? Um, yeah. Yeah? Yes. Tell us what engineers do you have in, in, your, um, in your family tree? Well, mostly some of them are like doctors. Um, some of them like do construction, building mm-hmm. stuff. So it's very applicable and something that has a connection to to your family already. Yeah. So the crown of champion, six years running, that's a a shiny thing, but maybe a little bit heavy too. How do you and your teammates encourage one another to do and be your best, whether you win again or not? Um, Yeah, we 
we show um, support to each other, but also the teachers and team, they're always there. Um, if something is wrong or something, we try to like tell each other it's okay and to keep trying. Mark, you have coached this team for many years now as a volunteer, and we've just heard from Katie. You also teach Marion students how to fix up motorbikes. I do. What is it that keeps you going back? Um, the students are just, they're awesome to work with. Um, they come into the classroom uh, really prepared and really motivated to be successful. Um, I enjoy sharing things with them that um, really got me turned on to technology when I was a middle schooler. And um, small engines, motorcycles were one of those things. So I enjoy um, teaching a class to them that gives them some hands-on experience, uh, how to take things apart, how to troubleshoot things, um, looking at things and trying to figure out how they work mm -hmm. and how they work as a system. So I'm, I enjoy sharing that with the students. So you did mention that you are retired now, but as someone who worked in the field of engineering and as a coach who's learned with, right, and from the, the team at Marion, what does the engineering world stand to gain by having more women in STEM? I think women, um, I, I don't want to generalize, but a lot sure. of the women that I've worked with are just really very well organized. They're great communicators and they're very good problem solvers. So I think the, the other thing that you can have in industry is just a, a diversity of experiences that uh, people can bring to their job that can make whatever solutions you're working on as a team uh, be much better solutions. And when you've talked with people about what you've been doing as the coach, what are their reactions to to what you describe? I think a lot of people are just um, they're they're really proud um, to um, to know someone that that you know is volunteering their time, and I think some people are a little envious too. You know, they wish they had the time. Maybe they're not retired yet, but they would they would like to be out there. Um, you know, doing things that, that are adding value and that are, that are helping folks out. Sierra, do you think that Marion's winning streak has done anything to shift thinking about who can shine in robotics? That's a fair question, and I would ask, do you mean in our school culture or from a society standpoint? Both. Um, I think for us, in the school, we always believe that the girls are capable, and so we do a great job of layering STEM opportunities. So for us, STEM is a part of our culture, and it does not seem like something that we're not already a part of. I think the girls very much so know that narrative exists, but they don't experience it within our school. Mm -hmm. I think getting the word out there about our school and about how girls have consistently been poured into and allowed to have this exposure, uh, it definitely sets the tone for what's possible and what others should as well take, take heed to and um, maybe follow in concept. As far as that curriculum and the, the program that you have around robotics that begins in sixth grade and continues, has that been a point of appeal or attraction for those who are thinking about bringing their children to Marion Middle? I think of 
everything that we offer, we definitely have a, that program is one that parents don't understand the possibility of all the time. And so to have students like Katie speak to their experience and to have parents come and shadow and see Mark and the girls in action, it definitely starts to get the gears grinding as to what is possible for their young lady and uh, what what we're working toward as, as a school, as educators, and as a community. Mm-hmm. Mark, over the years that Marion Middle School's team has participated, have you seen more girls join teams in competition? More all-girls teams? No, no. Um, mm-hmm. So what I saw in uh, in pictures were mm-hmm. that there were teams that were co-ed. Um, have you seen more girls participate in in the the jamboree? Absolutely. Okay. Over the and that's increased over the past few years, and it's increased at uh, at Marion as well. Mm-hmm. We've had. Uh, Better participation the last couple of years with uh, with the school than we had half a dozen years ago. Okay, and how many students are currently part of the team? Uh, there will be sixteen students that will be competing um, at the jamboree this Saturday, and then we we have um, the sixth grade class, which is about a dozen students that just started with robotics who will not be participating. So we have a lot of girls at Marion that are involved in robotics at this point. Okay, so there is a pipeline then. Mm-hmm. Right. Absolutely. Katie, do you have a, a friendly or kind of more furbrow rival when you go to the Jamboree? Are there certain schools whose teams you watch a little more closely? Um... I'm just really open-minded. I mean, <laughs> it's not about the competition yeah. necessarily. Okay. Um, and next year, you'll be in high school. Yes. Do you plan to continue participating in robotics competitions or clubs once you have you've left Marion? For sure. Um, if there, if they need any help or something, I for sure would go. So, sixteen robots. About this size, are there ones that are bigger than this? Katie? No. No? Okay. So this is about um, the, the size of a square Kleenex box. Um, and yours is colorful. There's some uh, magenta and uh, like a peacock blue and white and black. Um, I'm imagining all of those robots. Once you are done, what happens with these? What will you do with yours? Um, Katie's looking yeah. at me. Yeah. So, <laughs> so what happens with the robots? Uh, we'll we'll take them apart. We'll put them back in the kit, and then the sixth graders will be um, assembling those robots and learning to pro- program those robots. So okay. they're they're recycled. We keep those in the classroom for uh, for next year and the year after that. Sierra, can you tell me what outside institutions or organizations have maybe been supporting this program and this work? So our wonderful donors always uh, support in our overall academic efforts, which the robotics program is housed under. Um, And Mark has so graciously worked with, uh, these are Lego Spike Prime bots, um, and he can certainly elaborate a little more, but uh, they've gotten them this year, and so that's been very helpful. And so, Mark, I will pass it uh, to you to talk about that relationship. So so the funding... um, 
for this Clavius project originally came out of St. Louis University High School. Mm-hmm. Um, they, um, about eight or nine years ago, they had a group of students there that wanted to get involved in some outreach at the middle schools in St. Louis. Um, so. They made a proposal to the school. Um, there was funding allocated. A generous benefactor was found um, to support the project. And that's that's where the, the support came for the Clavius project up until about one year ago. And then one year ago, there was another um, generous um, benefactor by the name of Thomas R. Shilley. And he established a foundation that um, the funds are being administered through St. Louis University here just down the street from you. So um, there is a, there's a group of folks there that intend to grow and expand the program, but they've, they've taken over, uh, especially this past year, as the, the, uh, the robot that you're, you were looking at is a new generation robot, and all the robots have been replaced um, for, for this season. So they're, they're involved in the funding. So Long story short, a um, number of generous benefactors who are really focused on on bringing technology to um, schools in the area, in particular urban schools and some in particular um, schools um, where there are a lot of girls. So promoting and advancing STEM for girls is clearly, it, it will take the village. Katie, last question. What do you plan to do after the jamboree? Um, I'll just go get some food or something. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> that is often the best way to wrap things up. That's Katie Rodas Santizo, eighth grader and Marion Middle School robotics team member. Mark Viox, who's the coach of the Marion Middle Team robotics team. And Sierra Price, interim principal at Marion Middle School. Marion Middle School's robotics team will defend its six-year championship streak at the Clavicus Project Jamboree this Saturday, January 21st at St. Louis University High School. Good luck to you, Katie, and to your teammates, too. Thank you. This episode was produced by Maya Norfleet. Our audio engineer is Aaron Doerr. Our production intern is Avery Rogers. This podcast was mixed and edited by Aaron. Our executive producer is Alex Hoyer. St. Louis on the Air is a production of St. Louis Public Radio. Understanding starts here. Our podcast proudly supports St. Louis artists by using music from Life Creative Group. Do you find yourself regularly listening to episodes of St. Louis on the Air? Suggest us to a friend you think might enjoy our conversations and leave us a review and rating on Apple Podcasts on the App Store. It's the simplest way to help people discover our show. Thank you. St. Louis Public Radio is a member-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to conservation and careful management of the state's forests to make them more resilient and better habitats for wildlife. Choosewood.com.